Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Larry Kreider here with the Larry Kreider Leadership Podcast. So glad you joined us today. With me at the, around this table right here in the studio is my friend Hesben Odindo from Kisumu, Kenya. That's a long ways from here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Larry, for inviting me here. Well, I'm excited about this podcast with you because I've known you for many years and I've seen God use you in so many ways. And uh, why don't we just talk about what you're doing today in leadership, and then we'll backtrack and we'll get back to you know, your youth and things God taught you there. You're a pastor. You're really an apostolic leader of a church planning movement in Kisumu area, region. Uh, you and your wife violently the uh, school, Victor Christian School. Uh, and, and you've been involved in, in government and all kinds of things. So what are some of the things you're doing today in leadership that we should be aware of? And then we'll go back and we'll ask you all kinds of questions about what you learned in the process. I want to thank God. Today we are involved in a number of things, and some of the things that I'm doing today is uh, uh, leading the Restoration Community Church in Western Kenya. Awesome church. I am leading Dove uh, Kenya, which is uh, uh, about uh, a congregation of uh, 62 churches in the nation of Kenya, mm-hmm. and uh, we are in four regions in, in the country. Yes. Uh, we are also uh, having a program of sponsorship for uh, the young people that are joining high school, we also are part wow. of Victor Christian School. So you've got a lot of leadership. I know you've been involved in government areas and things like that also. And uh, you've got a background in India. You've got a background uh, where you worked in the marketplace uh, in a hospital, really, for you know, accounting for many, many years. Let's go back to the early days. Did you grow up in Nairobi or did you grow up in Kadawa? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Kadawa village that is uh, in western Kenya near Lake Victoria and I went to school in the Rift Valley which is uh, part of the northern Kenya and then uh, later went for studies in India and came back and and worked in Nairobi. Wow. Now let's talk about how you came to know Jesus. How did you come to know the Lord? Did that happen in Kenya? Did it happen in India? How did that happen? That happened in Kenya. I was born and brought up in uh, in the village, and my parents were nominal Christians, and uh, we were brought up under very uh, hard conditions, real poverty. The house where we lived in would uh, be when it is raining would be rained on. And, oh wow! Um, uh, I I went to school barefoot, no shoes. Really, the only clothing that I had were really my school uniforms. And uh, it made me to work harder so that one day when I qualified for high school, they would buy me shoes. So the wow. first time I ever had shoes is when I qualified for high school. That's so, amazing. Yes. So, I did not know that story. Yes. So when I joined high school, there used to be what you call the Christian Union Weekend Challenge. And students would come from other schools to come mm-hmm. and preach Jesus. Mm-hmm. So this particular student uh, this weekend was preaching that if you really want a change in your life, life, that your life would be different. Try Jesus is the King of Kings. So Beautiful. I was just curious. I wanted to uh, try <laughs> Jesus who could change my life and just make me 
a new person. So that's how I got saved. Now, you look back in those days. This is a leadership podcast. We're going to ask you a lot of questions about leadership today. And I, I, I know when you went to India, you were involved in leadership. Was there any leadership things you'd learned in those early years in Kenya before you went to India? I learned a lot of leadership in Kenya as a student because I was a prefect in, in, in high school. Okay. And I was also the volleyball captain. And uh, when I went to India, I became the foreign student president for uh, three years in our college. And uh, I, I was a founder of our, our Christian union in our college because there had never been a Christian union there in our college. That's amazing. Yes. So tell me about that. How did that happen? How did you start a Christian union in a college that didn't have that there? How did you do that? Look at my background. Even to go to India, it was really a miracle. It was God. Wow. And uh, while in the aeroplane, actually for the first time, I yes. prayed and I told God, God, if you really take me to India, I will stand for you. So when I went to this college and I, I met some foreign students and some Indian students, I realized that this is my time. I need to preach Jesus here. And when people started giving their lives to Jesus, we formed our first Christian union in that college. That is amazing. And I've met people that, you know, you've affected for Christ who were there. I've been with you in India, you know, various times. You came back to Nairobi, Kenya, and talk to us about the next journey of your life, because we want to pull out leadership truths from you in this. Or What happened next when you come back to Kenya? After finishing my, my undergraduate and a, a little bit of some postgraduate studies, I went back home and I prayed that God would take me to a church that is small enough to know me and also big enough to use the giftings in my life. And uh, a friend of mine uh, uh, who was running a consultancy firm, financial consultancy, right. uh, invited me to a Dove church. And um, when I went to that church, there was something written there, a uh, kind of an advert, Arise, Shine. And uh, that really, really spoke to me volumes. I said, yes, this is where I am. And that reminded me that while I was in India, one night I was praying and I was asking God that, yes, I'm going back home. What do you want me to do? And the Lord told me, I want you to go back home and be a servant of my people. Wow. And so you're, uh, you say go back home from India? Yes. Okay. So you went back to Nairobi, got involved in this Dove Church, and obviously today you serve in the International Leadership Council of Dove International, you know, family of more than a thousand churches today. But I want to hear more from you about what you learned during this days. You went back, got involved in the church, and what was the next step? Because eventually, I mean, you were working, weren't you working in accounting? I worked in accounting. I was a credit controller, became a senior accountant, and uh, I was also involved in a lot of management. Okay. And then you got involved in more and more work in the church. Were you a part of the church staff, or what did that look like? All this time, I was involved in the, in the church, and I became a deacon. Then I yes. became an, an elder. And, and um, uh, from that time, after being an elder, I was asked to be an associate pastor in our church in Nairobi. Okay. Now, when you're an associate pastor, something happened to you. God spoke to you. I mean, your, your whole life has a series of God speaking to you and you obeying him. But something happened that took you from Nairobi to the place you're at now, where you've seen miracle after miracle after miracle. We want to hear about that. But how did God speak to you? How did that happen? Something happened to me actually in the second year of my undergrad studies where God uh, spoke to me very clearly that he was calling me to be a servant. But look at my background of, of poverty. When I joined the Nairobi church, 
I was so scared of sharing about that. Okay. And um, something happened to me that in the midst of being an accountant, a manager, uh, something happened to me where I was working because I'd promised God that I would only work for 10 years and after that I would resign and go into full-time ministry. Okay. But now it was over 10 years and something happened when a new director came, I was given suspension. Uh, because somebody had discharged a patient in the hospital where I was working, and uh, they said that I, I, I must, I should have known that one. So when I went back to the church and talking to my leader then, Ibrahim, Ibrahim sure. said, this could be the Lord, Hesbon. Maybe this is the time to leave. Yeah. And uh, I was like, are you really sure about this? <laughs> and it forced me to talk to my, uh, my best man. And yeah. my best man also told me, Hesbon, it is time. God is calling you to full-time ministry. And I said, well, if this is you, God, I want to go. And that is how I resigned from my work and went into full-time ministry. If I remember correctly, there's a beautiful girl in the youth group it was, uh, that you fell in love with, and you met her right there at Devna Ruby. Is that right? That's very right. I met a beautiful young girl, very intelligent, and I, I had one of my weaknesses. I had prayed that God would give me a woman that had very good uh, mind in mathematics and in yes. science. And Violet had all that and in the youth group. And, uh, beautiful. Beautiful. And we got married there. Beautiful. Now, how, how did you get back home to Kadawa Village? Tell us that story. Um, knowing very well that God had called us to go back home, uh, we kept on praying about it. But... It was until we came to the David National Conference in 2006 in Sunday Cove in Maryland that uh, the, the subject then was occupy and expand. And you, Larry, kept on talking about that theme again and again. <laughs> and the last night of the, of the conference, I was in my room and I was sleeping and, and God told me, Hesbon, it is time. You need to go back to Western Kenya occupy and expand. Wow. At that time, in my home back in Western Kenya, in Kadawa, a lot of people were dying out of HIV and AIDS. It was pathetic. Yes. And I said, Lord, but how am I going to do this? But the Lord told me, just go back there once a month, and then from there I will tell you what to do. So we started by going back to Western Kenya once a month for six months. At the end of the six months, the Lord told us, this is the time to start a church. So how far is it from Western Kenya from Nairobi? Uh, our home in Western Kenya from Nairobi is about 350 kilometers away. Okay. How many hours does it take to drive back and forth when you were doing that week at, month after month? Those days, we used to spend about eight hours driving wow. from Nairobi to Kisumu. The road was so bad. Wow. I just wanted everyone to get a feel of what was really happening here. So you're going back. People are coming to Christ. You started these Bible studies, these small groups in, in homes, really the home of your family, I think the, the first one. And uh, then you went back in the midst, I think, if I remember correctly, of post-election violence. You and your family went back to Western Kenya, and God placed you back there. Tell me what happened then. Because today we see all that God's done. It's been amazing. Tell us what happened then to get us to where you're at today. We went back to Western Kenya in the midst of post-election violence. Actually, the day we, we, we were going is when the war broke out and a lot of people died. Right. We reached Kisumu by the grace of God, and we almost died in Kisumu, but uh, God saved our lives. So we went there, in that, that was 2007 in December, and uh, we started our church in, in, in Kadawa village. Okay, and what's it look like today? Talk about it. The church today 
It's amazing what the Lord has done. We look back and we say that it is good that we came because it is now over 15 years. Uh, the church has an, an influence of over 2,000 people. That's amazing. Loving Jesus. Uh, when we came, that village was dark. There was no electricity. We did a lot of prayer walks. And by the grace of God, now there's electricity there. And uh, the church has had a huge influence. The girl child that was really not really being supported in school by God's grace and through some of our friends, yes. uh, I in school, a lot of them have gone to university, a lot of them have gone to colleges, many of them are preaching the gospel today. The village has changed a lot. We look back and we say, yes, it is good that we came. We came in the timing of the Lord. And Jesus has changed so many lives. So many it's, lives have changed. It's amazing. Yeah, I've been there yeah. many times with you, and it's always such a blessing every time that I'm there. So, and then, to, of course, then also God gave you grace to be giving leadership to other pastors in the nation of Kenya, and now in India and different parts of the world. What's that look like? It's, it's amazing. Like, uh, when we went back home, uh, we were not seeing that something like that would happen, like going back to the other other parts of the world. Right. Uh, though when I was leaving India, I said, Lord, as you take me back home, I know one day you'll bring me to India. And uh, now uh, from that small church in Kadawa, we have uh, that as through that church, we have planted 12 other churches in that region. Wow. I decided to see 50 church plants in that region of, uh, of, of Western Kenya. And um, in Kenya today, we have 62 uh, churches. Wow. And it is our desire that by the year 2030, we want to see over uh, 250 churches in in Kenya uh, planted for Jesus, people preaching the gospel, loving Jesus and loving people so that what we see in the Bible that Jesus Christ preached is being demonstrated live in Kenya, not only in Kadao, but in Kenya. Well, look, you're a man of vision. You've seen so much happen already. Let's talk about leadership. Let's talk about things that you've learned about leadership over these many years. As you look back on your leadership journey, you know, both in, in Kenya and India and back to Kenya and now Kadawa Village, what are some things that if you're sitting here with five or six or seven younger leaders saying, what can I learn, has been teach me, you know, what are things that you've learned that made all the difference in leadership? When I talk of principles, I would say that they are, there are four things that I've learned okay. that to me uh, speaks volume. Okay. That I wish I would have learned them earlier. But, okay. Uh, I have learned about competency. That in whatever that you're doing, you need to put your time into it. You need to, you need to learn it and get to know it well. Okay. Because leadership is an art, but it's also a science. Beautiful. So we need to keep uh, practicing what we know. And we need to learn what we don't know. And um, being a people who have known the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to lead mm-hmm. us, to guide us, so that we are, in, we are competent in what we are doing. And we also need to know that we can never know everything. Right. Because that is why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to help us learn things right. that we have not learned. The other thing that I've learned is we must be committed. Commitment is mm. so key in leadership. If we are taking things for granted, where God has placed us, we are taking it for granted, we can never impact people's lives. We will we'll find ourselves, instead of uh, uh, complementing one another, we end up competing. Yeah, God has yeah. not called us to compete. God Correct. has called us to complement one another. And therefore, this is only possible when we are committed to the call of God upon our lives. Mm. Number three that we have learned 
uh, is that that I've learned is about character. Mm. You know, you know, when you look at the character of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is humility there. Right, there, there right. Is, there is love. Right. You know, and uh, we need to work on our character and mm-hmm. keep on telling God, God, it's not about me as Hesbon Odindo. It's about right, you. Right, right. Because I'm human. I make mistakes. And uh, I keep on asking God to help me so that I may be able to overcome so that each day my character should be uh, re- reflecting the character of Jesus Christ that we see Good. in the Word of God. And then number four, a principle that is so key in leadership is about communication. This is an area All where, C's, four C's. Yeah, four C's. This is an area where I, I was lacking a lot of times and, you know, speaking out. And you can never over-communicate. We need to communicate and communicate right. and communicate. And we, don't, we need not to fear making mistakes because as communicate, we'll make mistakes and we'll learn through those mistakes. So the, the, the four C's are so important, you know, we need to so make sure we are competent. We need to make sure that we are committed. There's commitment and there's character and then communication. Those are principles so that have good. really been very, very useful to me. So good. You, you know well, because you you're a key leader in the body of Christ, you know the importance of teamwork, building teams. Yes. Can you talk to us all about things you've learned about building a healthy team? Anything you've learned about that that would help, help us and those who are listening today? Yeah, I've learned that it is so important to build a team because we cannot do it alone. Mm-hmm. You know, and as we look at the scriptures, Jesus Christ had a team. He did. Paul had a team. Yes. And we see Moses had a team and t- teams are so important. And and one key thing in building a team that is important, we need to build a team that is there is unity, there's diversity within unity. And we need to know that as we build a team, we need people that have giftings that we may not have. Because right. if, if we have people in a team that only have the giftings that we have, then we may not be able to go far. But if we have a people in our team so that have giftings that we don't have, then we are going to complement one another, and then we are going to build synergy, and we so can good. be able to accomplish the mission that God has given to us. So team building is so key. In leadership. That's so good. Now, have you had mentors in your life? Or are there, as you look back in your life, were there certain people you looked to who helped you, who mentored you, coached you, fathered you, or, or is, that a, a, is that a deficiency in your life? If I was to start all again, I would really be very keen about mentors because okay. the mentors in my life are people that I've just seen their lives that I've never lived with them so closely. Right. But what they do you know, just like you, Larry Kreider, the first time I, I, I met you and even came to Dove International uh, Leadership Conference and saw how you do things. And, and, and I was able to see the values of Dove being put in a practical way mm-hmm. that was so real. So the people that have impacted me are people that are re- living the values that I really see in the Word of God. And there are many. And um, if there's anything that I was, uh, I would have done afresh, uh, if I was to go back to where I, st- where I began, yes. uh, was to really ask, look for mentors, sure. people that sure. live with me closely, that, that I can ask questions. Uh, yes. So what has changed in how you see leadership today compared to how you would have seen leadership when you were younger? Has there been any change in focus on that? A lot has changed. A lot has changed because... When I was younger, it was like, you know, 
that one I can do it and I can do it this way and sure. you know and see when you are young and and you have not really uh, had experience uh, I just wanted to to do things and do things and do things yeah but a lot has changed because the timing when I was growing up and right now a lot of things have changed in a, in a, right now this technology uh, the generation now is is different from that and um, uh, this uh, when you look at this season, uh, things are very different. Yeah, you know, I've true. learned that as a leader, I need to be able to spend time, much more time before God. Yes, because without Him, I can do nothing. Amen. You know, and as a young man, I I, I would just say I want to do that. I want to do this, and then I've also learned that I need to listen to the counsel of men and women of God that have mm. gone through it. You know, people that are living the values that are, are really seen in the scripture that I need to listen. I've learned that it is important for me to to unlearn certain things in my life that have been a hindrance that uh, could be have, have interfered with the mission that God has given me. I've learned that it is important to keep learning, keep learning new things. That's because good. the moment you stop learning, then mm-hmm. you are not going to progress. Yes. Hesman, you have lived in various cultures. You're Obviously, you're Kenyan. You, you understand the African culture. Yes. You lived in India. You understand the Indian culture. You spent a lot of time in, in all over the United States. You've been in many of the states. You have friends all over this nation. Yes. Now, talk to me about some keys to cross-cultural ministry. How can we be sensitive when we lead cross-culturally? Talk about that. My old Indian professor in college taught me something that has been a paradigm shift in my life yes. as I go through different cultures. And being a foreign student president, one day invited me in his house in the evening and told me, Hesbon, I want to tell you something. I said, oh, professor, what is it? He told me, Hesbon, wherever you go in the world, there are three important things in life, in every culture. Number one, if you go to any culture and they're prepared food before you, yes, eat that food without any question. Yeah. Number two, uh, in any culture, wherever you go, learn the language. Even if you can be able to say two words, it will speak to those people that you honor them. Number three, you know, uh, in every culture, there's a way people dress. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure that you try Mm -hmm. not to be very far from the way they dress and you'll be able to fit in that culture. And I've learned over the years Good. from that uh, old Indian professor that no culture is greater than the other. That's right. It is just that is the way those people are brought up. And wherever I go in different nations of the world, I know that the Lord Jesus Christ will help me to penetrate because what we see in the Bible, that supersedes. That's right. Every culture, it supersedes yeah. the African culture, the American yeah. culture, the Indian culture, because it is, it's a unifying culture. Yes. Because that is something that the Lord himself put in place for us. So I've learned to respect different cultures all mm. over the world and uh, not to try to push my culture to their culture right. or to compare the cultures, but to honor them and be able to bring them to a point whereby they realize that it is all about Jesus. It is. You know, there's a redemptive purpose from God in every culture. Yeah. We need one another so much, whether it's Latino culture, whether it's European culture, right. African culture, Asian culture. Yes. And I've learned to love the cultures and realize that 
that some of that culture gets on me, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I mean, right. Jesus, really, he carried all the cultures. Correct. But there's a redemptive purpose of God in every one, and we're all need. We need one another desperately. Yes. So as God brings in a unity through Christ, that's what's wonderful about serving Jesus. Through Christ, we can, with all these different cultures, we can really experience who God is, experience that oneness that he desires for us for us so much. Now, talk to us yet about Victory Christian School. I want to hear more about that. And, and the leadership there, I know your wife, Violet, gives a lot of leadership to that. How did that start? What's it look like today? And what's it going to look like in the future? Victory Christian School began as a vision that God gave us, looking at the uh, way the children were getting uh, what we call uh uh, not college education. A lot of them were dropping out of school. A sure. lot of them, teachers, were not really very serious. So we wanted uh, to be able to be part of a center of excellence, something that is life-giving, something that is uh, where a child is, is taught holistically. Mm -hmm. They are taught uh, academics. They are also taught the Word of God. They are also taught to learn to work with their hands because we believe that is what can change Africa. That is what can change Kenya. Mm -hmm. So when God gave us this vision, we started in a very small building in the village. We rented some shop and we started there with seven kids. And that was... Seven. Like seven kids. Seven kids. Yes. Wow. And today, what's it look like? Today, we have 600 kids in there. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. And, and in the future, what, what do you see God doing in the future? The future right now, we have done national exams uh, three times. Mm -hmm. And the latest we did in 2020, Victor Christian School uh, was number 21 in the county of Kisumu, which has a total of 752 schools. Wow. And Victor Christian School was overall number 20. And um, we all our, all our students qualified uh, to, to big schools. And when we look at where we are today, we want Victor Christian School to be a center of excellence. In five years, to in five to 10 years from now, we want to see Victor Christian School uh, also having a junior secondary school. We want to see the model of Victor Christian School uh, kind of replicated somewhere Beautiful. in the country because the kind of uh, children that are coming out of Victor Christian School, we believe they're going to be game changers in our nation mm -hmm. because of what we do there, the holistic approach to education, which is not in public public schools. That is beautiful. You know, the kingdom of God is built on partnerships, and there's many partnerships, you know, that God's given you in different different parts of the world. And I just want to say to everyone listening today, if you want to be in partnership in any way, be involved with Victory Christian School, with Hesmond Odendo, all that he's doing, check out the show notes. The information's on there. You can contact him. You can email him. You can contact him, call him, and he'd be glad to talk to you about how to really partner together and see God do some amazing things and learn from him. So what else? Else you have in your heart about leadership? We're going to, we just have a few minutes yet, but I want to give you an opportunity to share with our listeners anything that you've learned over the years. And you say this is really important. Of all the things, these is one, two, three, four things are really important to understand about leadership for the kingdom of God. What I've learned uh, over the years about leadership and the kingdom of God that I would really uh, want uh, Christian leaders to take very seriously is that. We need to listen to the heart of the master. Beautiful. God Almighty is the leader. Yes. And when we realize that it's not about 
you. It's not about me. It's about him. Yes. We need to spend time in the presence of God. Amen. We need to be able to read, uh, hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us so that we lead, you know, as the master shows us the way. Because if we try to look at the models in the world, most of those models are defective because yes. they are not inspired by God. They are not being controlled and, and led by the Holy Spirit. So we need to be at the feet of the master and ask the master to show us the way. Mm. And when we are doing it, depending upon him, we are going to be leaders that are going to touch the world. And the world has history of people like yes. Charles Finney, people would spend hours in prayer and That's crying right. to God. And, they, and, and in their time, they changed the world. That Jesus has not changed. Even today, when we spend time in his presence, yes. we are going to change the world and make a difference. And God Almighty is going to go, glory, be glorified. So we need to depend and, and hear the heart of God. God, how do you want me to lead so mm. that I'm a leader after his own heart, yes. not after somebody else's kind? Mm -hmm. And when we do that, you know, people are going to see the word of God being demonstrated in us, through us, and even through our spiritual sons and our spiritual daughters, yes. to the glory of God the Father. That was so good, husband. Thank you so much. And thank you for being on the You're podcast welcome. today. So many gleaning from the wisdom that God's given you and gleaning around the world, all age leaders. And uh, we believe that you know, for in a podcast like this, husband, that if someone can just pick up one thing, just one thing. I mean, you shared many things that are powerful and important. They pick up one and apply it to their lives. It'll make a major difference in their lives and the lives of many that they serve and they lead in, in the future. So it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast today. And I want to say anyone listening today, you want to connect with husband about anything that's going on in Africa, any of the places that he leads in the Victory Christian School and, and Restoration Christian Church, all these things, community church, um, check the show notes. It's all in the show notes, and you can contact him. So thank you, husband, again for joining me for the podcast today. You're welcome. Be blessed, and for all of us, be blessed, and expect God to use you powerfully and mightily as a leader in the days we live in as we spend time with Jesus. Amen? Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com.